Coming up 26 minutes past 9 o'clock. Very good evening to you and welcome to the show. Um, I'm Zane Johnson in for... Uh, Lester Kivitt and uh, hopefully Lester will be back on Sunday evening or Monday evening and of course I take you through until 10 o'clock, it's been fantastic uh, all the WhatsApp messages coming in and um, quite uh, many calls coming in so keep them coming on 021-446-0567 Anne takes the calls on the other side of the window and then of course Brett plays your voice notes and we've had one or two voice notes so please keep sending them to 0725671567 Now um, on Monday, we heard that two more medical professionals have died during the coronavirus pandemic. And on Monday, Krutzke announced that Eva Isaacs and Patricia Kutsia have passed on. Both were valuable members of that hospital and medical professionals are already incredibly under stress. Many are feeling anxious about being on the front line, helping those who have COVID-19, which we know is highly contagious. And in an effort to help medical professionals deal with those anxieties that they might have, Grace Counseling has created the hashtag Care for COVID Carers Initiative. And it's Care for, the number four, Care for COVID Carers Initiative. And they are offering medical workers free online therapy sessions uh, uh, for COVID-19 lockdown, for this COVID-19 lockdown period. And this is available to healthcare workers across the country. To tell us more about this, we are now joined by psychologist Kerry Frizzell, who is one of the people behind the initiative. Kerry, a very good evening to you and welcome to Cape Talk. Hi, thank you for inviting me. Kerry, it is, you know, I, I work very closely with a number of people in the sort of healthcare professionals, more on the ambulance and more on the emergency side. And, right. and these, these people are all incredibly terrified and, and very anxious about this. Um, you know, what impact does it have on medical professionals when they hear their colleagues dying of COVID-19? You know, does it add a, a quite a, a sort of high level of anxiety? Yes. Yeah, I would say definitely. I mean, um, you know, and especially I think access to the um, numbers every day, um, you know, getting getting updates on the statistics, um, hearing about uh, more and more deaths, um, it definitely increases um, the psychological distress. Um, you know, and that increases what we know in psychology to be that flight and fight response. So they end up being having an increased uh, levels of anxiety and hypervigilance. Um, and we know that, that human beings develop kind of like a negativity bias in situations like this, meaning they become so tuned in to threat that they spend a lot of their time in these heightened levels of stress, which has a mental health impact as well as, as an impact on physical health. Mm. How does this actually play out in the workplace, you know, with this anxiety going around? Um, and and I'm, I'm sure that, you know, you have every single person in a, ho- a hospital, be it a private hospital or a public hospital, uh, you have them on sort of high alert. Um, and this must definitely be adding to stress levels. Right, for sure. I mean, we know, so for example, we know like in these kinds of instances, you know, when your flight and fight response is, has been alerted, that you have increased cortisol levels and increased adrenaline, which means that you actually believe you, it feels like you've got the energy to cope, but you're almost uh, using borrowed energy or uh, like a false sense of um, emotional energy. And eventually those cortisol levels and and adrenaline drop, and then you've got 
this extreme like um, experience of fatigue, um, and that, that's when the person becomes vulnerable to depression. And in the long term, your your post traumatic stress disorders. Mm. And and certainly the the stress levels at at work and uh, the experiences right. that people have at work, um, actually carry over into the home life, and they they tend oh, to take sure. that home with them. Right, and I mean, I think the difficulty with COVID is that, you know, it's such a highly infectious disease that some of the healthcare workers are actually separated from their families. They, they're not they're not able to have the same level of contact. We're hearing of nurses and doctors getting home, and you know they have to push the kids aside before um, you know, and they can't really interact with the kids as they normally do out of fear that they may be infected. Mm. Um, and there's lots of rituals involved in like stripping clothes, getting into a shower, um, a total sense of vigilance, you know. And then I suppose also that you're carrying high levels of stress and anxiety home. And when people are experiencing that kind of, uh, those kinds of levels of, of stress, there's an increase in irritability, um, you know, and, and it plays out in all sorts of ways. No. Chatting to psychologist Kerry Frizzell this evening, and uh, we're chatting about Grace Counseling that's offering free online counseling uh, to medical professionals. And if you are a medical professional out there, I know that you're tired after pulling a, what, maybe 16-hour, 18-hour, sometimes even a 36-hour shift. But if you'd like to chat to us, give us a call. Tell us what your experiences are like in a hospital or even just a doctor in, in, in private practice? What are your experiences? I went to my doctor on Tuesday and uh, yeah, there were people who had to stand outside because only two people were allowed in the surgery at the time. So there's a lot of that kind of stress going along. What about the pressures that we as a society put on them as heroes? And, uh, you know, they definitely are heroes. But th- th- does this add to, to stress being on the front line? Yeah, I think it does. I think... Um you know, one of the things that I think doctors are trained to, uh, are, are not like really encouraged to be as vulnerable, um, and you know they they really are trained to be to be very resilient. Um, and unfortunately, there's not really much space in that to allow yourself to say, "Listen, actually, I've reached the limit here." You know, and um, and also I think um, the the hero. Um, idea is quite problematic because it it creates the sense that we work in silos and that we individually, you know, just get on with things. And in fact, what we really need is to be encouraging, like connection and support. Um, and one of the things I know that I've heard doctors or, or nurses actually talking about is how um, certain hospitals don't really provide the kinds of, um, you know, protective wear. Mm. Or, or can't really guarantee their, their their safety, and yet they'll often throw up the Hippocratic oath at them and say, "But you know, you signed up for this. This is your job. You're supposed to be the hero." And I think I think that's really problematic because doctors and nurses need to know when they've had enough, yeah. and they need to be able to ask for help. 
I know that, you know, we work in a newsroom here and um, there is a specific um, situation whereby if you if you feel at any particular time vulnerable and uh, sort of emotionally distressed and, uh, you know, you feel that your mental health is compromised by maybe a story that you are doing or something oh. that you've seen, uh, we do have a situation whereby we have sort of, you know, free access to um, a mental health. Just talk right. to us very quickly, yeah. just talk to us very quickly, Kerry. We're chatting to Kerry Frizzell, psychologist, and we're talking about Grace Counseling that's offering free online counseling to medical professionals. Mental health in COVID times, how do you cope with it? What what are the the tips that one needs to do? For instance, you know, we're all working from home, for instance, and I know that a number of doctors are doing telehealth where they are seeing patients mm. over the telephone mm. and maybe on WhatsApp video call and stuff like that. All of this is new to people, and once you have things that are new, you're adding stress and you're adding anxiety. That's so right. how, how essential yeah. is, to, is it to maintain that mental health? And what are the tips that you can give medical professionals? Right. So one of the things that we've been doing through the counselling is developing what we call a individual resilience plan with each of the medical health professionals we work with. And that's just to check in with them and say, listen, how are you, how are you managing your day? Um, you know, what is... Are you making sure that there's time in there for, um, like, downtime, uh, nutrition, uh, routine? Definitely about maintaining a routine, um, knowing when to ask for help. Um, But we've also started to recognize, talking to particularly nurses working in the hospital setting, that there also has to be an organizational resilience plan that organizations have to do exactly what you've just referred to. Um, They need Mm. to be putting in measures to ensure the well-being of their staff. So is there, you know, are they making a psychologist available? Are they encouraging debriefing? Are they normalizing um, being vulnerable rather than, than, you know, and recognizing that it's not a sign of weakness, that it's actually just, you know, recognizing when you need to to have a bit of time for recovery um yeah so so we we believe in a individual resilience plan complemented with with organizational Mm. um things put in place. Chatting to Kerry Frizzell, psychologist this evening and um, we're chatting about Grace Counseling that's offering uh, medical professionals if you're out there and you're a nurse, you're a doctor, you're a, even, you know, even the porters at the hospital are, right. are sort of exposed to this and uh, not just the the medical professionals, even the people who normally drive these sort of health net vans that uh, transport mm-hmm. patients into hospital, they're also exposed to all of this and I think there's this heightened anxiety from everybody. Can you tell us how and why hashtag care for COVID carers was started? Well, it, it, it was quite interesting. There were a few psychologists who just started to recognize early in the lockdown that, you know, that there was going to potentially be a emotional epidemic that, that unfolded alongside this viral epidemic. And yeah, a few of us just started stepping forward and asking and saying, you know, uh, uh, it looks like in in China they recognise this is a, a huge issue. And was there any way in which we could use our skill to help those people who were still expected to go to work? You know, at this point, everyone was in lockdown, uh, and it was the healthcare workers who still had to show up. And so, 
yeah, we, we, we all started speaking and a group I work with called the Durban um, uh, uh, Psychological Practice Group and the Grace Counseling uh, decided to work together and there's a brilliant network of um, counsellors and psychologists available through the Care for COVID carers. We've all decided to um, do pro bono work with, with doctors or nurses to assist them through this process. How do people actually sort of get a hold of you? And you said that this is a, a pro, bono, pro bono situation and um, the advice over a telephone um, and the advice via, you know, your, your, your sites and your, your social media intervention, um, th- that particular advice, how do you, uh, if I was supposed to phone you, I'm a paramedic, I'm at my yeah. end's wits, you know, and I, and I say, you know, Kerry, please help me. How do you sort of take it from there? Okay, well, we've got an email address, and it's counselling at grace.org.za. And you simply pop an email through, and there are people who are monitoring that email account, and they will link you up with a psychologist straight away uh, via email, and that psychologist will set up a time to consult with you, and it's usually um, over Zoom. Or, or one of the online platforms. Mm. And and uh, who qualifies for this particular service? What is the spectrum of medical um, professionals that you are catering for? Anybody who's addressing um, COVID. Um, so we've had pharmacists um, contact us, nurses, doctors, and all sorts of doctors, you know. Um, we didn't realize how many doctors are implicated in this kind of work. It's the anesthetist. The, you know, the person doing the uh, just taking the history, the carers, the 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 people doing the more advanced work, um, everybody, any any healthcare worker that is involved, and we're even starting to recognise that mental healthcare workers themselves might be needing support, um, you know, because they're supporting um, doctors and nurses, and they may need support. Because we're actually seeing this uh, transform in, in different ways in different provinces. So at the moment, we, we're offering a lot of support to people in the Western Cape. And, you know, we might see a peak in KwaZulu-Natal at another point, And then we might need a bit more support as, we, as we, our, the need for our services increases. Mm. And uh, th- this obviously is a national platform, so anybody yeah. anywhere in the country can contact you at counselling at grace.org.za, uh, send you an email and you would put them into contact with somebody who would be able to assist them in their particular area. Right, yes, that's exactly what we try to do. What is your advice for medical professionals out there? Because, as I said, you work through an entire spectrum. You've got Metro Ambulance, you've got um, ER24, you've got NetCare 911, you've got people in private hospitals, you've got people in public hospitals. You, you've basically got people at at clinics uh, you know, that are still open. And all across the spectrum, if you really look at it, it's a huge number of people. So... Mm. What what is your advice for people who find themselves at uh, you know your wits end? Because at the end of the day, you are a medical professional. You come home, you still have to live within your situation at home and your circumstances at home. You still have to see to the kids, give them the necessary time and right. energy. And 
it's just unfathomable sometimes, you know, how our doctors and nurses and everybody in, in the sort of medical profession copes with this. Right. I know. So, you know, one of the things that we've actually started teaching is is to use um, mindfulness-based tasks. So that's basically learning how to do breath work, um, meditation, and um, there's some brilliant apps. For example, there's an app on um, your cell phone that you can download called Headspace. And on there, there are a number of um, free meditations that you can access to help, uh, for example, prepare you, you for sleep. Um, you know, breathing exercises, teaching you to, to regain and, um, composure, to recenter, to be able to, um, you know, control or, or help you work through panicky moments. Um, we, we really encourage yoga, for example. You can do some uh, short yoga videos are, are accessible online on YouTube. Uh, just connecting and reconnecting with your body, um, feeling embodied, um, and also just addressing your basic needs, like your nutritional needs and, your, and keeping hydrated. This is one of the things we worry about with the mask is that yeah. people find it very difficult, you know, um, and end up not actually taking care of their basic, basic, basic needs. So it's trying to just keep an eye on the different different um, aspects um, that contribute to, to well-being. Yeah. Um, and and, and yeah. Kerry, what is very important, we, and we had a chat to a, a Dr. Imtiaz Hussein, who was talking to us also about basically the same thing. Um, uh, you know, how much information do you take in? And because, mm-hmm. I mean, you're just bombarded with information, be it radio, right. be it television. Um, everywhere you look, everywhere you turn, there's information. Everywhere you look right. and you turn, you, you see people are just, you know, creating these things. And this is happening in China. That's happening in America. That's happening right. in Brazil. And sometimes you just want to scream and say, leave me alone for 10 minutes. Right. And that's actually what we try to do with this mindfulness approach is, is we, we, in some of the hospitals, we've actually taught the nurses a three-minute um, meditation or, or kind of a centering activity or, or exercise. And the reason why is that when the brain perceives itself to be a threat, it goes into this flat and fat mode. And then it makes you very vigilant for anything negative. And and you actually start seeking it out or being vigilant for it because your brain's in that protective mode. And so we ask people to actually deactivate the brain just for three minutes, just to give it a break from that level of intensity. But one of the other things that we've done with most people that we've counseled is to say, please limit your access to the media. So for doctors and nurses, choose one or two sources of information that you trust and limit the rest. Uh, narrow down the WhatsApp groups you're on. Um, you know, make sure you know who to trust and then narrow it down because you cannot cope with that, that overload. It's just going to exacerbate the levels of, of stress.
Just chatting about um, WhatsApp groups and stuff like that. I'm actually mm. just monitoring a WhatsApp group about accidents that are happening here, you yeah. know, and, and there have yeah. already been two or three accidents in the last 15 minutes. Kerry Frizzell, our psychologist, chatting to us. And if uh, you are a healthcare worker who needs help and access to therapy, you can email counseling at grace.org.za. They're offering the pro bono psychological support at this particular time. And if ever there was a time to reach out, it's now. Kerry Frizzell, thank you so much. Have a wonderful evening. Thank you very much.